Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wana. Ayyuhal ikhwatul mustami'un, ma zilna ma'akum fi kitab al-fitan lil-imam al-Bukhari. Aydan ma zilna fi bab qawli al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la tarji'u بعد كفارا يضرب بعضكم رقاب بعض كنا نتكلم عن حديث أبي بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خطب الناس فقال أت أي يوم هذا قال الله ورسوله أعلم قال حتى ظننا أنه سيسميه بغير اسمه فقال أليس بيوم النحر قلنا بلى يا رسول الله قال أي بلد هذا أليس بالبلدة قلنا بلى يا رسول الله قال فإن دماءكم وأموالكم وأعراضكم وأبشاركم عليكم حرام كحرمة يومكم هذا في شهركم هذا في بلدكم هذا ألا هل بلغت قلنا نعم قال اللهم اشهد فليبلغ الشاهد الغائب فإنه رب مبلغ يبلغ من هو أوعى له فكان كذلك قال لا ترجع بعد كفارا يضرب بعضكم رقاب بعض فلما كان يوم حرق ابن الحضرمي حين حرقه جارية ابن قدامة قال أشرف على أبي بكرة فقالوا هذا أبو بكرة يراك قال عبد الرحمن فحدثتني أمي عن أبي بكرة أنه قال لو دخلوا علي ما بهشت بقصبة ما بهشت بقصبة تكلمنا عن عن حرمة أعراض الناس فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حذر الناس من الوقوع في أعراض المسلمين وشدد في ذلك وقال إن دماءكم وأموالكم وأعراضكم وأبشاركم عليكم حرام كحرمة يومكم هذا في شهركم هذا في بلدكم هذا فلا يجوز للمسلم أن يقع في عرض أخيه إلا إذا كان هناك حاجة إلا إذا كان هناك حاجة إذا لم يكن هناك حاجة فيحرم للمسلم أن يقع في عرض أخي ما هي الأمور التي يجوز فيها للمسلم أن يتكلم في أخي يعني قال العلماء في الاستشارة في الاستشارة وفي الجرح والتعديل بالنسبة للرواد فجائز بقدر الحاجة جائز بقدر الحاجة فإذا كانت الحاجة تتأدى بكلمة لا يجوز زيادة عليها فكمثال لو أن إنسانا يستشيرك في رجل تقدم لخطبة ابنته مثلا وكان لا يشهد صلاة الفجر فقل يا أخي هذا لا يشهد صلاة الفجر ولا تزد في الأوصاف التي لا دليل لك عليها قولك إنه لخبيث 
أو يعني تقول كلمات ليس لك دليل عليها فلا تقضح إلا بما تعلم وما دعت إليه الحاجة لأن إذا استنصحك أخوك فانصحه إذا استشارك في أمر فعليك أن تشير عليه بما تعلم ليس بما لا تعلم فإذا استشارك أخوك في رجل جاء وتقدم لخطبة ابنته فعليك أن تتكلم بما تعلم من حال ذلك الرجل كذلك يعني مثل الجرح والتعديل جرح الرواد مع الأسف نجد بعض, نجد بعض من ينتسب إلى طلب العلم همه وديدنه الجرح والتعديل الذي لا تدعو إليه الحاجة ولا يترتب عليه أدنى مصلحة فانقلب القيل والقال كله في أعراض الأخيار مع سلامة الأشرار والمنهج الصحيح أن تذهب إليه وتنصحه بعد أن تقدم بين يدي النصيحة من القول والفعل ما يفتح قلبه لك أما أن تأتي على سبيل التعالي لتنصح شخصا يعني فليس هذه هي الطريقة المسلة فإذا يعني كثير من الدعاة تحت باب الجرح والتعديل فتح على نفسه بابا واسعا يعني فأعطى لنفسه أن يتكلم في المشايخ والدعاة بما لا حاجة إليه بما لا حاجة إليه يعني فصار هم كثير من الدعاة هو الكلام في المشايخ والدعاة في المشايخ والدعاة وهذا باب ينبغي ينبغي الحذر ينبغي الحذر منه وأن لا يفتح هذا الباب على مصراعي وإنما هذا له أناس لهم لهم يعني له أناس يعني خاصون يعلمون يعني أحوال الناس ويعلمون أحوال الدعاة لا ينبغي هذا أن يفتح لطلبة العلم الذين يعني ابتدأوا هذا الطريق بطلب العلم لا ينبغي لهم أن يكون مبدأ طلبهم للعلم هو الكلام في الرجال عليهم أن يتفقهوا أولا في دين الله عز وجل ويتركوا هذا الأمر لأهله We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon his final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We continue in discussing the narrations of hadith from Sahih al-Bukhari, the chapter of tribulations or fitan, and the narration of Abi Bakrah radiyallahu anhu that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said or he addressed the people in a khutbah, in a sermon and he said, do you know which day this is? They said, Allah and his messenger know best. Until we thought that he will probably, he was going to call it a different name than its name. He said, is this not the day of sacrifice? The day of the celebration of sacrifice, Eid al-Adha or Yawm al-Nahar? They said, indeed it is, O messenger of Allah. He said, and which uh, city is this? Is this not the holy city of Mecca? They said, indeed it is, O Messenger of Allah. Then he said, indeed, your blood and your wealth 
and your uh, dignity or your honor and your skins are all forbidden or sacred, just like the sacredness of this day, just like the sacredness of this month, just like the sacredness of this city. Have I not delivered the message? They said, indeed you have. He said, oh Allah bear witness. So let the one who is present inform the one who is absent. For possibly someone who delivers, who receives the message is more understanding than the one who delivers the message to him. And that was so. And and he said, alayhi salatu wasalam, do not return after me as disbelievers, some of you striking the necks of others. And so when it was the day of the uh, burning of Ibn al-Hadrami, when he uh, uh, when he was burned by a or set alight by a slave girl or the slave girl of Ibn Qudama, he said, uh, witness over me, O Abu Bakr. And they said, This is Abu Abu Bakr. He is uh, he is present or he is seeing you. He said, Abdul Rahman, uh, my mother informed me from Abu Bakr that he said uh, that had they entered upon me, then I would not even face them, even with a stick. So this narration, we have uh, uh, mentioned this narration before, and we began discussing some of the points of them. Of the points that we discussed is the sacredness and the sanctity and the honor of a fellow Muslim in terms of his blood, not to kill, not to harm, not to cause injury, physical injury to another Muslim, not to dispossess his wealth, not to take it unlawfully. As well, his honor and dignity, his reputation, not to tarnish it, not to commit backbiting, not to make false accusations or accusations that do not have proof or are baseless. And even their skins, uh, in in terms of any physical uh, um, harm, uh, they are all sacred, just like the sacredness of the day of celebration of Eid al-Adha, or just like the sacredness of the month of Dhul-Hijjah, just like the sacredness of, as the city of Mecca. Uh, of the important things that we spoke about is the importance of the sacredness of the honor or the dignity or the reputation and the standing of a fellow Muslim, and that a person should not speak about a fellow Muslim and, and tear down their reputation. Uh, there are exemptions to this when there is a necessity to do so. Uh, and there is a need to do so. For example, if someone uh, is coming and seeking the marriage of uh, of a woman, and the guardian of that woman asks you about that person, since you uh, might know them on a personal level, and they ask you, what do you know about this person? And you are only allowed to say and speak about that person, that which is necessary, and that which is related to the issue that you are uh, that uh, you're being asked about. So, for example, they might ask, how is the religious practice of this person? Uh, uh, so you might say to them that, for example, I know that he has got some shortcomings in his religious practice. He doesn't attend the masjid for Salat al-Fajr. And so you are saying that which uh, is necessary because they want to gauge the religious practice of that person to make a decision whether he will be suitable in marriage for 
uh, the person he is seeking the hand in. And as well, you only inform of what you know, not what you assume or not what you've heard, but rather it must be something that you know, something that you have witnessed to. Um, and, and it must be something related. You're not allowed to go and speak about something else not related to the issue. Uh, or make uh, يعني, make assumptions or things like that or generalizations. So it's only you are only allowed to speak when there is a need or necessity, and only speak based on what you know or what is ne- or, or what is necessary to know about that that incident. Another uh, uh, exemption to um, يعني, speaking about a Muslim and uh, sort of exposing their faults or whatever it may be and maybe making an exemption to you know the issue of safeguarding a person's dignity and standing and honor and not shaming them and not exposing them is the science of al-jarh wa ta'dil which is a a a a form of clarifying and distinguishing the narrators of hadith which the scholars of hadith use to uh, measure the reliability and uh, the the uh, of the narrators of hadith to be able to determine whether hadith is authentic or not so this is a very specific uh, and very expert field in the in the narrators of hadith to speak about a person whether he is a trustworthy person whether he is a person who is unreliable or untrustworthy for example and so they speak about that person's character but some people especially those who may be seen as students of knowledge they take this aspect and they apply it to uh, anyone and everyone. And so they spend their time speaking about this person and speaking about that person, especially people who are in the field of disseminating religious knowledge and teaching people or preaching and so on. And so they sit there and speak about them and pick out their faults and so on. And they believe or they claim that they are allowed to do so because this is under jarh uh, al or the, the appraising or dispraising of narrators of hadith. And this is incorrect and an incorrect application. And so we have to beware of falling into such things. In this hadith, Ibn Abi Bakrata remembered how the situation وقعت الفتن بين المسلمين وكيف دار القتال بينهم فابن أبي بكرة قال لما كان يوم حرق ابن الحضرمي ابن الحضرمي هذا من التابعين رجل من التابعين من أصحاب معاوية رضي الله تعالى عنه وهو ثقة قليل الحديث يعني هو إذا العلماء قالوا عنه ثقة فوجهه ما هو سبب تحريقه أن معاوية رضي الله عنه وجهه ليستنفر أهل البصرة إلى قتال علي فعلي رضي الله عنه وجه رجلا اسمه جارية بن قدامة وهذا كان من الصحابة وجهه إلى ابن الحضرمي فماذا فعل ابن الحضرمي تحصن في دار هو وأصحابه فحرق جارية الدار بمن فيها حرق الدار بمن فيها وفيها كثير من أبناء الصحابة إذا يعني 
هذه آثار الفتن إذا اشتعلت تطيش لها العقول ويحصل فيها أمور لا تخطر على بال لا تخطر على بال فهذا عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وهو من عظماء الصحابة وشاهد له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ومع ذلك قتل في المدينة فقد قد يسأل سائل أليس في المسلمين قوة تمنع أهل الفتنة من قتل عثمان بلى نقول بلى ولكن إذا اشتعلت الفتن طاشت العقول وصعبت الحلول فعلى كل إنسان أن يسهم بقدر ما أوتي في دفع الفتن في دفع الفتن لأنها إذا بدأت صعبت السيطرة عليها وتأتي على الأخضر واليابس يعني يعني لذلك الصبر الصبر على يعني ظلم الحاكم أقل ضررا من حصول الفتن لأن الفتن لا تترك أخضرا ولا يابسا فهذا إذا ابن الحضرمي ابن الحضرمي وهو من أبناء الصحابة وهو من التابعين يحرق في بيت يحرق في بيت ومعه ما يقرب من سبعين من أبناء الصحابة سبعون من أبناء الصحابة معه ويعني حرقوا في هذا البيت حرقوا في هذا البيت فبعدما حصلت هذه الوقعة بعدما حرق جارية ابن الحضرمي في بيت ومع هذا العدد الكبير من 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 التابعين بعدما يعني يعني حرقه قال جارية لجيشه أشرف على أبي بكرة لينظر ماذا يصنع إذ خشي جارية أن يتدخل أبو بكرة لسوء ما صنع بهؤلاء النفر يعني جارية أراد يعني أو ربما ظن أن أبا بكرة سيواجهه لسوء ما صنع بابن الحضرمي ومن معه فقالوا هذا أبو بكرة يراك أمامك فقال عبد الرحمن بن أبي بكرة فحدثتني أمي عن أبي بكرة يعني عن أبي أنه قال لو دخلوا علي ما بهشت بقصبة أي ما دفعت عن نفسي ولو بقصبة لماذا قال عبد لماذا أبو بكرة قال هذا لأن أبو بكرة هو الذي نقل يعني لنا هذا الحديث يعني لا ترجعوا بعد كفارا يضرب بعضكم رقاب بعض وهو الذي نقل لنا عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن دماءكم وأموالكم وأعراضكم وأبشاركم حرام عليكم كحرمة يومكم هذا في بلدكم هذا في شهركم هذا فكيف يسمع كل هذا الوعيد يسمع هذا الوعيد الشديد وبعد ذلك يخالفه يعني كيف يعني هو يعني ينقل تعظيم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأعراض المسلمين ودمائهم وأموالهم ثم هو يخالف ذلك مستحيل لذلك يعني أبو بكرة لم يدخل في الفتن ولم يدخل في القتال بين علي ومعاوية 
فهو يعني أخذ بهذا الحديث وانتفع به واعتزل القتال ولم ولم يدخل حتى يعني لما يعني لما أراد جاري أن يعرف موقفه مما صنع بابن الحضرمي قال لو دخلوا علي ما بهشت بقصب أي ما دافعت عن نفسي ولا تعرضت لدمائهم ولا لقتالهم فهذا هو يعني فعل أبي بكرة رضي الله تعالى عنه وهذا هذا هو امتثاله لحديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نكتفي إن شاء الله بهذا وإلى لقاء آخر إن شاء الله نستودعكم الله So uh, to discuss the, the narration uh, يعني this narration from Abi Bakr as narrated from his son uh, that he, he discusses how the situation was at the time after the death of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam there was a lot of internal dispute among the muslims uh, after the death of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and especially in the dispute between ali and muawiyah radiyallahu anhuma ajma'in and many of the the sahaba that were still alive at that time and a lot of their their children and descendants got caught up in this uh, in this tribulation and uh, and one of the men his name is ibn al-hadrami uh, he was uh, he was one of the tabi'in mm-hmm. and he, and he was no and he is a very reliable narrator of hadith but he only narrated a, a relatively small amount of hadith he was one of the allies of muawiyah radiyallahu anhu was on the side of muawiyah muawiyah radiyallahu anhu sent him because he was such a respected person uh, in terms of his knowledge and his reputation and his status as a, as a scholar uh, he, he, Muawiyah sent him to the people of Basra to encourage the people of Basra to ally themselves with Muawiyah against Ali radiallahu so Ali radiallahu anhu sent uh, Jariya ibn Qudama uh, to face him and Jariya ibn Qudama Jariya ibn Qudama is one of the Sahaba and he came to stop him from trying to, because the people of Basra generally were allied to Ali radiallahu an. So he came to stop him from uh, turning the alliance of the people of Basra or some of the people of Basra against Ali. And so uh, uh, Ibn, Ibn al-Hadrami uh, um, sought shelter in one of the houses of the people of Basra. And in this house was many of the children of the Sahaba. And so uh, this man, uh, or he was, he's a companion, his name is Jari ibn Qudama, and he was one of the allies of Ali. He besieged the house and he set fire to the house and burnt the entire house down with all the occupants in it. And it was mentioned that more than 70 of the children of Sahaba were in that house. And this, even though it's a very sad story and a very difficult story to, to recall and to mention, but it just goes to show that when fitna and tribulation is that it knows no boundaries. People lose their minds. People don't you know, don't realize the gravity of what they are doing. They do things that you would never imagine that they would do. This is when fitna occurs. Look at what happened with Uthman radiallahu anhu. Who would have thought that one of the great sahaba, the the grandson, the 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 uh, uh, 
this uh, not stepson the the son-in-law of the messenger sallallahu twice he married two of the daughters of the prophet sallallahu and he's in medina and many of the muslims are in medina that he would be so that rebels would surround his house and besiege him and eventually even uh, crash the doors of his house and forcibly enter his house and assassinate the Khalifa of the Muslims, Uthman And this is the nature of tribulations and chaos, that it makes people do the unbelievable things, makes people lose their minds. And this is when fitna is ignited, people lose their minds and it burns everything. It burns the green and the dry. Uh, and this is why a Muslim should avoid fitna and should avoid that which causes chaos and causes dispute among the Muslims. So back to the story of uh, of Jariya ibn Qudama, who burnt the house down on ibn al-Hadrami and those with him, even though there was so many uh, children of Sahaba in them. So this was obviously a very shocking incident. So Jariya sent some of his men to the house of uh, Abi Bakr who was one of the elder Sahaba, because having Sahaba uh, sort of allied on your side or against you is very important because it sways the public opinion. So they wanted to see whether Abu Bakr is going to stand against them. Now Abu Bakr, because he's the narrator of the hadith, he used to narrate this hadith and take it very, very seriously. And this is why in the disputes that happened between Ali and Muawiyah, he stayed against it, he didn't take sides. So, uh, so uh, uh, Jariya thought that possibly this would make Abu Bakr take sides against because of the gravity of what happened. And so uh, uh, Jariya, he said, go to see Abu Bakr, see what he's going to say. And the people, they said, here's Abu Bakr. He's, he's, he's here present. And so Abdurrahman, the son of Abu Bakr, he says that my mother informed me that Abu Bakr said to them that if they were to enter upon my house, I would not face them even by holding a stick. I wouldn't fight back at all. I don't want to be involved in any fitna. If they want to come and attack me, I won't even fight back. I won't even defend myself so that I don't want to take part. And this was... Uh, how much he respected the hadith of Rasulullah How can he narrate the hadith about fitna and how the Messenger of Allah uh, told the Muslims to honor the blood of the Muslims and the wealth of the Muslims and the honor, the honor and dignity of the Muslims, and then he takes part in something that uh, of of strife and chaos among the Muslims. And so that was his response even to this very tragic incident. So we'll ask Allah Ta'ala to protect us from the fitan and from the disputes among the Muslims and to unite the Muslims upon the truth. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.